stay hungry, stay foolish. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. I have a dream. We one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Hey there, listener. Thanks for stopping by. Before we get the podcast started today, I just wanted to tell you about my Patreon. If you're interested in supporting the podcast and donating some money, all you got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash K-I-P-P-O-D. And there's three separate tiers there where you can get exclusive content, ad-free content, and you can even suggest questions for me to ask future guests on the podcast. So guys, make sure to check out my Patreon. Also, make sure to share this podcast on your social media accounts, link it to Spotify, review it on Apple. I would very much appreciate that. So thanks, guys, and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Knowledge is Power podcast. I'm your host, Max Willett, and today we have another great guest, because like I say in all my podcasts, all my guests are great. So his name is Jeremy Von Flatern, and uh, is it Flatern or Flatern? It's Flatern. It's Flatern. It's one of the most commonly misspelled uh, words in my life. This okay. is my last name. So, And he works for Province Mortgage, but basically runs his own business because he has his own team when it comes to mortgage and has the best team, I think, and puts out the best social media stuff, especially the Yoda thing <laughs> that you put out yesterday. That, that was fun. Or it was good two time. Days ago. Yeah. But yeah, so why don't you introduce yourself and- sure. Talk a little bit about your family life and your business and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, Max. I yeah, really no appreciate it. Um, I, uh, as many people will tell you that know me, that I never, never had a loss for words. So this should be, this should be <laughs> fine for you today. Um, but uh, you know, yeah. So my name is Jeremy von Flatern. I, uh, I run a uh, team uh, from Province Mortgage uh, called. Uh, we call ourselves Team von Flatern. Um, really original there. Uh, went out of the box um, and. Uh, you know, basically what we do is we help people buy and sell residential properties, one to four unit properties. And, um, and uh, you know, it's a, the team aspect was more about trying to be able to grow the business, but also be able to do it um, with a customer friendly atmosphere. So trying to make sure we focus on the clients and making sure their experience is great no matter what. So that's why we did the team thing. Um you know, and it was fun, uh, you know, uh, learning how to do, how to grow a team. Um, you know, and I decided that, you know, I, I had a goal of business that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did was I just looked up, there weren't a lot of people locally that, that did the amount of business that we wanted to do or grow to. So I, um, I looked up the top couple hundred producers in the country and then just started calling them all, called their cell phones and just asked them, I said, how do you do this? You know? And, um, so a lot of them had their own ways and stuff. And I'll tell you that a lot of people here locally have started doing it as well, um, which is great. Um, and, uh, you know, and really, again, it's, you know, everybody kind of has their own system, but, you know, setting it up as a team, cause you know, the reality is, you know, if I work with a hundred people, um, you know, I can give them the say that service. And if I work with 200 people, there's no way I'm going to give them the same service I gave a hundred people. It's just not possible, right? It's mm-hmm. not enough time. So, um, so that's really the thought behind it. So it's been great. But I live here in Charlestown, down in South County, Rhode Island. Um, we say South County, but it's actually Washington County, right? Yeah, yeah, I know that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't know where that came up, came yeah. about, but it's pretty funny. Is there even a South County? There is not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, South County Commons is where my office is, right yeah. in Wakefield. Um, but yes, no, there is no actual um, South County legally. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, that's weird. I. I'm now realizing that for the first time. Yeah, our, our Rhode Islanders decided to uh, us Rhode Islanders decided to make it South County. So yeah, yeah. yeah. and we get what we want here. So, uh, but yeah, so no, I, I live in Charlestown with my family, um, my wife, and three kids. Um, you know, I have uh, a 13 year old, uh, seven, almost eight year old, and I have a three year old. She just turned three. She was my 40th birthday present, born two weeks after my birthday. Wow. So yeah, uh, not quite what we expected, but she's been a blessing. She's amazing. So. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, because, yeah. uh, well, a lot of you, you know, people are probably wondering how we met. Yeah. Uh, so just like Amanda and Benjamin, I know Jeremy through uh, business networking, uh, BNI Business Networking International. Yep, got that out. Um, and uh, he's been great. He's been one of the, I'd say, mentors of the group for me at least. Thank you. He's been awesome. Uh, and 
I would say that he's the best person to get mortgages through, but I have somebody in my family that does it too, so I'll say they're even. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know Matt. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I totally yeah. forgot that. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So yeah, so you guys are even. You're yeah. both the best. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the reality is this, you know, um, there are really a lot of great mortgage advisors out yeah. there, um, and, and I think... Uh, it's funny because everybody says, oh, you know, I'm the best, I'm the best. Well, you know, it's for, for some people, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's a very personal decision. You know, when people come to you for their mortgage, they have to, what I joke around and say all the time, is they have to get financially naked in front of you, yeah. you yeah. know, essentially. And, uh, you know, and for some people, that's really hard to do. So if, if the personality clicks, it makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think there's lots of great people that do what we do. Yeah. Well, and that kind of ties into marketing because I was talking to Amanda about that a lot mm-hmm. and, and how transparency is ideal and key in modern business. Sure. And you've been doing a lot of that through your social media. Yep. And I feel like when somebody meets you for the first time, they've already seen you all over the place. It's it's definitely, um, it definitely helps. And obviously, you know, um, you know, all jobs in general, uh, all businesses are, are marketing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's marketing first and whatever you do next, you know, because marketing is what helps you get your word out, how you do your business, what you do, why people should work with you, things like that. And then, um, you know, and then the rest, you know, you, you do, and we got, there's lots of great mortgage advisors in the world, right? Or in the, in the state, there's lots of great ones. I work with a bunch at province that are mm-hmm. very, very good at what they do. And I, I network and talk with a lot of people that are top producers in, in the state and in uh, cross in all three states because I ran, I lend in well Mass Connecticut Rhode Island New Hampshire and Florida but obviously Mass Connecticut New Hampshire primarily is where I meet with people mm-hmm. and um, you know so there's there's lots of great people that that do it that will do what I do and the rea- and the reality is the reason why I will get more business than some is because I I'm out networking around marketing right yeah. and and marketing is is how you grow your business always so um, there's so many great tools out there these days right yeah. and we've joked about the TikTok stuff I do and and um, which you know um, Smith who's my marketing coordinator on my team uh, has been trying to get me to do it forever yeah so, um, so it's it's fun but there's just so many great things to do these days and it really does co- showcase your personality because you can be you can be positive and 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 really have you know and and very um you know professional and so forth and some yeah. and then others like tiktok you can just kind of be goofy right? yeah so well it it's definitely a downside of a lot of uh companies that have been around for a while and aren't able to adapt to that right and people it's easier to buy from somebody you feel like you already know mm. right that's why i think like youtube merchandise like those guys make so much money off of the merch that they have. Merchandise. Very much, yeah, yeah. Because you feel like you're buying from a friend. Right. Because you've known them for quote unquote years. Right. You've like, been watching them. I yeah. Mean, well, you, only, you know what they want you to see, but still, yeah. you, it, it feels very personal. It's yeah. much easier to buy from them. Agreed. It, yeah. It's brilliant because, I mean, I haven't bought any of it, but, I mean, I've been watching this one guy on YouTube for since like eighth grade. Yeah. And it's kind of cool just to see how they progress sure. as a person and as a content creator. Yeah. And it's... And if he went and started the company, I guarantee you that company would be instantly successful. And the same thing happened. Actually, that happened with this guy called Doug DeMuro. Okay. He does car reviews. Nice. And he had, he built this massive audience, 3 million subscribers on YouTube, gets millions of views on each of his videos sometimes. And then he launched this competitor to cars.com. It's called, um, oh God, something in bids, car in bids or something like that. And, uh, he launched it and there's thousands upon thousands of right vehicles away. Yeah. right away. Yep. And it's, it's brilliant. Like social media is, if you, if you catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Wait. The reality is, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a tool and yeah. you know, if you, it, it, it's a lot of work to do it um, and to be consistent with it. Right. Yeah. So that's obviously the other big thing. Um, it's one of those, you know, it's, I think it's honestly what stops people from doing it a lot is they're like, well, what am I going to say or how am I going to do it? Or, or, you know, and just like anything, you just come up with a plan, right? Exactly. So, as long, you know, we have a marketing plan with what we do. And um, when we implement something, part of what part of the discussion is, all right, well, how do we continue to do it? How far ahead do we get, you know, how do we get in advance? You know, I'm sure you shoot, you know, you know shoot a couple of podcasts, you know, whatever in a row. Um, you're going to, you know, same thing. We're going to shoot a bunch of videos. We're going to do a lot of things in a row. So we have a bunch in the, in the hopper. So that way, if something gets delayed or something happens or whatever, we have stuff to fall exactly. back on. You can still be consistent with it. Yeah. So I think that's the hardest part. I think that's what most people get really hung up on is how can I be consistent with it? Right? Yeah. You know, your YouTube channel is, is great. It's a lot of fun. Um, but you're also consistent, like you're continuously doing it, which is, is where it's at. Yeah, cause that's the thing. Some people can get lucky with uploading like like three or four times a year. 
but like there was this this is another YouTuber. I watch way too much YouTube. But um, my my uh, my eight almost eight year old would disagree. He all he can do is watch YouTube. He loves it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird, but <laughs> I mean, it's basically putting cable TV out of business. Pretty much. Yeah, but um, this guy Roman Atwood. I don't know if he did like a prank channel or something, but he went a solid year without uploading a single YouTube video. First video uploads gets like ten million views. <laughs> It's like, well, that's again, that's marketing in some other way. People yeah. know who he is. So, yeah, right. it's, it's just crazy. Like you can like he has he built up his channel over several years. Yeah. And then he took a break. Imagine being able to take a year vacation and then just pop back in and, <laughs> yeah. and go take off like that. And your yeah. videos are still making money because yeah. they're so popular. Right. They still get, you know, 100,000 views a month. Right. Which is nothing because they get like six to seven million a video. The the uh, it's funny. I. I I actually have a friend who um, has a has a, her own YouTube channel and does pretty good with it. Um, and she's obviously had some uh, you know ups and downs trying to figure it all out and whatnot. And and she got monetized a while a while back. And and it's it's really interesting how it works. Um, but yeah, it's 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 amazing. Like you said, how you know some people just they'll have that right. They have that in and out. They can go you know they can pop back in and like you said, just drop them in. Like obviously we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully yeah. someday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so I get. I would like to backtrack a little bit sure. onto you know how you got Team Von Flater and going. Yep. Uh, so, how did you? I mean, really get? Did you start off working for like a team like like you have now, or did you start off with Team Von Flater? Yeah, from the um, beginning. So I've been I've been I've been a mortgage originator for seventeen years. I've um you know so I went through. You know, the, the crash 2007, 2008, where it was pretty crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been through a few refi booms and things like that. And um, but, you know, I when I got into the business in 2004, um, I, you know, basically just, uh, you know, I learned the business, started writing mortgages, turned, you know, and I went into um I worked for a wholesale rep, so I, I, I kind of moved around different parts of the job, all in sales and all as a, as originator of some sort. But, um, but you know, it was, you know, when I, after 2008 happened and I, I worked for Citizens Bank for uh, quite a few years and, um, and I really enjoyed it. It was an internal law search there, but you know, there was not a lot happening in the sales side of real estate for a while because, yeah. you know, there was a lot of foreclosures and values went down, things like that. So, um, when that came back around the sales, the, the sales part, so I come back up, I was like, all right, well, I got to go back out and create business. So I came out on my own. And then once I kind of set like a, a, a newer goal, um, with regards to the, the, um, how much, how much in business I wanted to do just like from a volume perspective, um, you know, I said, all right, well, obviously, you know, when I look at people that are doing this throughout the country that they're not doing it by themselves. So how, how do I figure this out? So yeah, the first team I was on is this, is the team I created. Um, but just did it through, again, just through talking through other, through, you know, through other, um, to other people that do it and how they did it and, and just tried to figure out again, it's, you're going to do it your own way, but it's, they all kind of have a similar baseline of how it's, how the teams work together and how they function and how they flow and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, this is really the first team I've been on was the one I created. So I'm um, kind of shooting from the hip on a regular basis, but, um, but again, through, through talking through these, you know, I've kind of created my own little mastermind group with a lot of people that I, that I know that do this all over the country and I just bounce things off of them here and there when I, when I need help. So, yeah. What do you think the, the most difficult hurdle was to get over when you first started? Well, it's interesting. Um, so this business, as I said, is very personal, right? So even though, um, it's a business, right? <laughs> but yeah. and they always say, don't take business personal. Um, it's impossible when, when we're handling somebody's future in their house and yeah. probably their largest investment of their life. Yeah. Um, so th- I think the hardest part was learning how to, um, manage the business within the team construct, right. Um, and still be able to keep it personal. Um, so that, and it's still today is still the challenge, <laughs> you know, um, you know, it's, it's, one of those things where, you know, it's, it's really been the focus of the team when we're setting things up and how we can make it so that it doesn't seem so confusing. If you have a lot of people working on a file, like who am I talking to now? What's going on here? And so that's been our, our biggest focus is trying to make that happen. And, uh, and again, just, you know, this is, again, this is the largest investment of most people's lives. We want to make sure that this isn't is as least confusing as possible for them. And so that's been, I would say the biggest challenge still to this day, it, will, it probably will be forever is trying to make it feel as, as personal as if you were my only client, but, um, we happen to have hundreds. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, 
it was very similar to um, Benjamin, how mm. he says, you know, like, because he has to deal with people's hardships just Correct. everyday life. Yeah. And it's not something that people want to admit. Right. You know, like if somebody says they, they want to buy a $350,000 yeah. house, but you're like, look at this, you can't. Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah, like it, I've, I'd imagine it'd be tough to tell somebody that. It, well, it can be. I mean, so, you know, I, I, the approach I take when I talk to people on the phone is um, I talk about them, you know, because I can tell you what you can be approved for on paper. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you want to make that payment, right? I mean, yeah. like, you know, I, I ask people, I, the first thing we talk about, the initial thing is to say, you know, I say, well, what's your budget? And then they say, well, you know, a lot of people, are funny enough, are just not really sure, right? And I said, that's common. That's fine. I was like, well, you know, let's start with how much you're paying in rent and things like that. We move through. And, you know, I try to get an understanding of where they're, where they think they're, pain threshold is for like you know listen if the payment's this high I'm, there's no way i'm going to do this kind mm-hmm. of thing and that's where we try to that's what we try to work on first because again if i look at it on paper and i say well yeah you can totally make a three three thousand dollar mortgage payment every month and uh and then you know i but i don't know about let's say I don't know, the child care that they have going on that they have to pay for every month for the kid to go to daycare or things like that you know that's so that can be a whole mortgage payment by itself mm-hmm. so um, so that, you know, so that, that in itself, is, uh, it makes it uh, a little bit tough to, um, you know, to, uh, to, to narrow it down without, without actually knowing that information. So I, ask, I always ask people about their budget first. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's fun. And, but that's how, that's how we kind of move through. So that's how hopefully I don't, we don't have to go to that point, but a lot of people will say, well, I'm looking for a thousand dollar payment, but I want to buy a $350,000 house. And that's not going to work. No. <laughs> your, no. your taxes and insurance might be that much. Yeah, exactly. So. But and I wanted to talk to you about the housing market because mm. I don't know when it comes to, uh, you know, like I was saying this morning, I don't really know. Only Dogecoin. Yeah. So <laughs> and even that it's I don't know crypto. a lot about. Um, yeah. Um, so, here, you know, the reality is this, um, you know, if I had a crystal ball and I could tell you, uh, I'd be, I wouldn't be sitting here with you probably. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're a pretty good guy. Yeah, I'll thank you. <laughs> you are too. <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, I would say that um, it's interesting. The housing market right now is, or just the, the economy in, in, is really obviously the most interesting piece here that nobody really knows how this is going to end up. Um, we have no idea um, what the effects of COVID and so forth are going to be. Um, so I'll tell you that the, the reality is that, um, you know, we're in a world economy now, right? So everything, everything that, that happens economically everywhere affects everywhere. The United States being the most, right? So obviously we have the lar- one of the largest economies, you know, it, it, it really drives a lot of what happens throughout the world and, and, and so forth. And so all mortgages are mortgage-backed securities, you know, on, on the stock market somewhere. They're in, somebody, they're in a lot of people's portfolios for their 401ks through real estate investments and so forth. And so, you know, if, it, if a mortgage returns, you know, 3 or 4% or whatever it is these days, um, you know, that's the investment, right? And so that interest is being paid out through, you know, through their investments and so forth. So um, what we don't know is, again, when the when the foreclosure um, when the foreclosure uh, process is allowed to proceed again. So it's been on it's been on hold for um, for a while now. It's, it's over a year, and so and it's right now. It's on it, the the current order is that foreclosures can't happen until June of this year. Just because people haven't been making well, the government decided that that was going to be the best option um, to basically stop foreclosures. Um, they, their problem with that is, is, well, there's a million problems with that, but the biggest, the biggest one that would, you know, somebody like myself who owns an investment property or two is going to say that, um, you know, well, I, you know, if they don't have, so technically they don't have to pay rent either. If they've been affected by COVID, they can just say, I don't, I'm not going to pay rent and, and they legally, and, don't, and they don't, legally don't have to, and I can't evict them. And I, but I, and then I, I, I don't have to pay my mortgage technically, but if I don't, when it does come time, they're going to, it's going to get foreclosed on. So I can't do that. I have to pay my mortgage still. So I'm paying the mortgage, but not getting paid rent. So that, that, that's one issue. Yeah. Um, the next issue is, uh, is going to be, uh, a lot of, um, you know, the, uh, the, the effects of when foreclosures do happen. Right. So that's kind of a lot are going to happen. At well, once. just in just the reality of, of normal every year, there's X number of foreclosures right in the world. And so, or in the country. And so those haven't happened, just the normal ones. Forget COVID or whatever else could be going on, right? Um, so at some point, that's going to happen. So you're going to have almost two years worth of foreclosures that are going to happen on top of whatever else could be. So that could make a real impact on the, the economic world 
from a, from the real estate perspective, but also just in general. Um, so we don't know what that's going to be or what that's going to do yet or what, you know, measures might be put in place by the government or whatever to help out with us. Who knows? Right. So, um, and so it, it really, you know, without getting political about it in any way, nobody really knows yet. So, um, so that's, that's, it's hard to say what the real estate market is, you yeah. know, right now I can tell you from reality, from the reality standpoint, there's nothing on the market to buy. And there's a million people out there looking to buy something. So that is weird. How well, that- what happened was rent went up, right? Yeah. So rent costs are going up. Everything's going up. So now people are like, well, if I'm going to pay $1,500 or $1,700 a month for, for rent, I might as well buy a house. Yeah. Well, that'd be great if there were houses to buy, mm-hmm. but you know, and, uh, we've been so far up until this year. I mean, we, you know, even right now, I think the, the max, the single family homes for sale in Rhode Island are like six, seven hundred, six, seven hundred homes for sale and, wow. and single family homes in the whole state. That's, you're talking about a $40 million house in Newport to that $25,000, you know, uh, mobile home, you know, somewhere, you know, like that's, that's every house, every single family residence. And, you know, normally this time of year, it's three times that, right? So it's not, and, and again, so you have a ton of buyers coming to the market and you have nobody, no place for them to buy. So it's creating this crazy bidding war, which is driving up the house prices, which is, it's making it a very interesting world. And again, nobody knows where this goes because we're in uncharted territories of shutting down an economy for an entire year almost. And so nobody knows what happens next. Yeah. And I, I count, I don't count economics as politics because I think there's things we can learn from each other on every side. Sure. Um, so feel free to free reign on. Ec- no. Yeah. I, yeah. My, my point is, you know, what was, again, it's everybody wants to make everything political these days. And yeah. I don't think that's true. I just yeah. get economics or economics like inflation is what it is. You know, it's either there or it's not, you yeah. know? Um, and so I, I, you know, and that's, I, that's a real thing, you know, yeah. they keep saying it's not coming, but it's already here. Um, you know, the cost to the cost of lumber has gone up like 600, oh, or yeah. 400% or something over the last, um, last year. So yeah. like that alone. So, you know, you need lumber to build houses. Yeah. It's going to make the house, <laughs> house costs go up. That's why so many people are moving to states like Texas where they have room to build more houses and um, at, at a low cost, maybe lower cost. Maybe I, yeah, I think the co- the cost of living is, is different, right? Is it, I think, you know, again, let's from an economical standpoint, think about it this way. Um, if it, you see, you're already seeing it right now in the commercial real estate world, um, where, you know, people are just, they're like, well, we're not going back into the office. I can do my job virtually. Right. Everybody's had to do it virtually. So companies have learned how to have had to adjust, right. Or yeah. pivot down to, yeah. to be, to be virtual. And so if I can, and now, and now if you're like, let's say you're going to, you've cut your staff by a third that have to come into the office, right. That third, um, now doesn't even have to live here to do the job. They can live in Florida where the cost of living is less. They can live in Texas, they can live in Tennessee, they can live wherever they want. Mm-hmm. So I can go hire somebody down there to work for my company up here. Don't have to be, it doesn't have to be a local person. So I don't have to pay them locally here. Yeah. And, and I can pay whatever their living wages down there, which is much less. Yeah. So, you know, the reality is I think people are also going places where like, well, I can still work virtually. I can just go live cheaper. Yeah. So that's, I think that's part of it. Um, it could be, it could be the lack of inventory. That definitely could be part of it too. Um, so it's interesting again, um, there's a, there's a lot of factors I think going in, but at the end of the day, nobody has an answer as how this ends. So, or how this comes out or how we get back to quote unquote normal, whatever that yeah. might be. I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah. I don't think, I think, um, you know, the human spirit right now is, you know, it's tough, right? We're all like just stuck at the house or stuck with our yeah. masks on or stuck into our little local groups. And I think obviously that's expanding more. Um, but I think, you know, I think eventually people are just going to be like, all right, I got to, I got to see people, you know, I yeah. think it's just going to, I think it'll end that way pretty much. It's kind of what we're seeing now, but at the end of the day, you know, um, again, we don't know. So it's hard to say the real estate market, the state of the real estate market right now is it's out of control. Um, because you know, if you have 45 offers on a house, people are just overbidding, saying they'll pay cash for the difference if it doesn't appraise for as much. Like it's just, it's pretty, pretty crazy. And, um, but you know, they want, they, it, again, it's cheaper for them to do that than it is to rent somewhere. So yeah. why, why, why would they do that? And it's especially hard to predict what's going to happen because you can't go off of trends of the Correct. past because right. it's all different. Right. We have so, nothing to base this on. Yeah. It, so it's just happening. Right. It's the same thing with like the stock market. Correct. It's just happening and nobody knows. Well, I think it's funny. The stock, the, so the stock market and, the, and more and more importantly, you know what you were talking about with Dogecoin and, yeah. and so forth and all, and all crypto and stuff and, and EFTs. There's so much stuff that's happening in that world. Um, it's just an unknown. So that's, that's where it's difficult to, to, to base your, 
um, your opinions or your or what you may think is going to happen going forward, mm-hmm. it's it's virtually impossible, right? I mean, it's you know because nobody knows. It's it's unknown. It's yeah. unknown, it's uncharted territory. Although Bitcoin's been around for a while, there's been some things around for a bit. Yeah. Um. You know, and and there and it's just a market that nobody really understands yet. So. Yeah. And then and then it's weird because last week Dogecoin was at thirty cents, twenty nine cents. Yep. I bought at twenty seven. Yeah. And now it's at fifty nine cents, and it hit seventy two days ago. Yeah, and and it's just been getting so much free marketing essentially yeah. online and Reddit and Elon Musk, and I think it'll hit a dollar on Saturday. I think I think it could. I think it's it's very interesting. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, again, I wish I could put my finger on it. again. This is I don't do day day trading, so I, you know yeah. I, don't, I don't give financial advice from that world really, no. unless you know unless you're a friend of mine. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, I think it's interesting to see you know where it goes, and you know I think you just got to be. I think we talked a little bit about this. You got to be careful about what platform you're, you're what you're trading on, and making sure that it can handle you know the buy and the sell as fast as you need to. And you know if you if you put if you put you know your initial investment in. And then, you know, you go in and you take that out and you leave the rest of it in there. It's free money. So see what happens, right? I don't see an yeah. issue with it. I mean, it's just I think you can get caught. I mean, if you look at, like, you know, I think we talked a little bit about the GameStop thing. GameStop. And that's just a little different altogether. Um, but, you know, that got up over 400, you know, and then stacked down to 159, which is really where it should be. Um, and, you know, and again, there were some issues when people were trying to get out of that trade, um, you know for whatever reason, there was lots of <laughs> that's issues with it. Um, but so it's just, it's an interesting, it's a tough world to play in if you don't fully understand it, but you know, you're not going to learn unless you, unless you do it. So, Hey there, sorry to interrupt the episode, but I just want to take this chance to tell you to share the podcast on your social media platforms, link it on your Instagram story, follow knowledge is power underscore Rhode Island on Instagram and leave a review on Apple podcast. If you're listening on that platform. So Thanks for listening, guys, and enjoy the rest of the episode. So yeah. I guess you just start and figure it out. It's it's tough because when it, when it comes to uh, being in a mortgage business, mm-hmm. it's not like other industries where you have a whole different thing that, that's going on that not a lot of people know, and right. you have to run your business on top of it. Right. So I give you kudos because that's like, that's just weird. Like no other business, like my business, sure, Things change in the 3D printing industry, mm. but there's not like this detrimental thing that could put me out of business. Right. Other than if, you know, they stop manufacturing in China. Right. Which could happen, but it's sure. a very low probability. Right. Uh, and it's not like the housing market. Right. It's just it's, up, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. And I think honestly, the reason why I like my market or I like my business, so I like it for a lot of reasons, but I love, I love being able to, you know, I, I went to school to be a teacher. I mean, that's really what I went to school to learn how to do because I love teaching I like mm-hmm. and, and in in effect I in some some ways I get to do that through this you know I get to teach people how to buy a house I get to teach people why they're doing what they're doing and what types of loans are, are out there and things like that so I love that part of this job um, but you know the reality is again is that you know you're in this business we have to pivot you know um, all the time you know like I said you know when 2008 happened when you know you know almost probably two thirds of people that were in my business got out of it because they didn't know what to do next. Um, I still enjoyed what I was doing. I just need to find another way to do it. So mm-hmm. I went, I went to, I went to work for a bank at the time because I didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of sales happening and there was going to be enough refis to be happening. And nobody wanted to be part of a broker shop at the time because nobody knew what was coming down from regulation perspective there. And so, you know, it was just the move to, to do for the time. And, you know, you pivot, you figure it out, move forward and keep going. So um, there's always people buying and selling houses. That's always going to happen. People yeah. have to move. People have to do whatever. People pass away. People get divorced. There's all sorts of reasons why. Right? People you know, have babies, grow families, things like that, get relocated for work. So all that happens. And so I think um, the reality is, that, you know, it, it is a business that will continue to go on forever. How? Who knows, you know, like what, yeah. what, 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 you know, what avenue we're diving into next is, is completely different every time. Yeah. It's, it's beyond, it's beyond <laughs> what I can understand. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, I think much like your 3d printing, I mean, I, I, I watched it happen, but, and I'm sure I could maybe learn how to do it if I really yeah. want to dive into it, but some of the stuff you do is pretty awesome, man. I yeah. love, I love this stuff. Well, I mean, I mean, I love the technology too. So it's it's ever. changing. You can tell you love it, which is cool. Yeah, it's 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 ever changing and and getting better and better. Yeah. And I was saying the same thing on 
uh, podcast with Amanda. It's like this technology will only improve and put other types of manufacturing and make them completely obsolete. Right. Like, uh, like CNC and injection molding. So, it, and hopefully I'm a part of the, in, uh, you know, industry when that happens, right. because I think it will happen. And knowing how to use one of these, I think will be just as useful as any other trade. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see because it's all good. I mean, I think anything you obviously, you know, you know, if you listen to any, you know, um, successful person in their life, you know, they, they, they've always been like, well, if you want it to happen, you can make it happen kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So the reality is again, you, you have this cool niche, like, you know, you was talking about when, you know, you know, obviously I'm a golfer. I like to golf and, yeah. and you know, and, uh, eventually we're going to get out for a round. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever one of us can free up a minute. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but I'll tell you that, you know, uh, you tell you saying that, you know, you, you manufactured a, a, a golf ball and a, and a driver head. Like, I just think that's so cool. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm going to, I haven't printed any, um, I haven't printed any, uh, club heads yet, but the bottom came out iffy. Yeah, yeah, a little support. bit, huh? Interesting. But I have to read. I think I might print a couple more. The rest is pretty cool, though. But yeah, for those of you watching on YouTube, the whole ten of you that are going to watch this, this is what it is. <laughs> it's neat. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's pretty sweet. It's I, really cool. And they're and they got weight to they them. They do. They have a good weight. I was wondering that. Yeah. It was a. It's a little bit lighter than a regular golf ball, and it sounds like a rock. What when about you compression? Hit it. I was going to say, yeah. It's it's TPU, so it probably comp- it compresses, compresses a bit. more. You know, we'll have to get a video. We'll have to get a camera down and we'll oh. slow it down so we see if it impacts. Yeah, that camera. I'd imagine, that Those cameras are stupid expensive, though. Yeah, I'm sure we could find one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that would be sick. That would be um, fun. But I'm actually, there's this there's this guy on TikTok yep. that, um, again, I he just responded to my email. Yeah. Because people, you know, especially kids my age, don't even use email. Right. So I'm sure he doesn't get a lot. But he has over one and a half million followers. Yeah. And he does, he plays golf holes with weird stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen him. I know yeah, exactly Josh, what you're talking about. Josh Mayer Golf. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen him. It's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, fun. And I sent him an email and he got back to me. That's and cool. I'm like, well, I'm going to, I got to find, um, I think I'm going to have somebody design me the club head because I can't find any files. Sure. So I think I got to reach out to a, a guy that does uh, good CAD work because I can sort of do it, but not yeah. to that extent. Um, so I'll see. I might try it, but yeah, it's it's definitely uh, something that I want to get right because it could be it could be a good response for you. Yeah, yeah. like I did the mace with yeah. that other guy. Like that was right. awesome. That was very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that was but, a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, I love collaborating with people. Yeah, uh, especially with companies because. Not only does it expose me to your audience, it, I, it vice versa. Sure. You know, so that's another reason why I did this podcast is because I get to talk to people that I probably wouldn't talk to before. Right. Um, and yeah, knowledge is power. Right. So it's kind of, I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of what BNI is too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, so it's a great introduction. Honestly, I give kudos to you for even considering doing it because it's, it's a really cool concept. It's kind of how I live my life anyway, you know, like oh, so givers gain kind of thing, but always, you know, I, I've always just been like, you know, I feel like if you help everybody else, they're going to help you back. It's going to happen. It's going to yeah. come around. I don't know if it's karma or whatever you want to call it to be, oh, yeah. to be truthful. Totally tr- I believe yeah. it to be. I mean, I feel like if, you know, if you're always looking out for the good in people, they're going to look out for the good in you and that's just going to happen. You know what I mean? People are always going to be there for you if you're yeah. there for them. It just, it's real. I mean, that's always, it's been that way my whole life. So I just, if you continue on with that, I think it's going to work. So in, in, you know, in your, in your, your thought again this is cool this will help you but also help him and it's just you're just like listen i just want to do something fun you know yeah. and he's like yeah why not it gives him content and it right. gives me exposure for sure so i mean and who knows maybe i'll get something out of it yeah. but i mean i just like i just like saying it out and, right. and get some more followers on my tiktok i haven't been posting as much as you have i haven't posted in a while yeah but um it's fun i mean i think it's like you said. It's one of those things. It's hard to. It's hard to be consistent. You got to catch lightning in a bottle. You do for sure, for sure. I think so. But I mean, again, I think while you're doing it for business reasons, if you're doing it and having fun with it, it just makes it easier. It's like yeah. anything else, right? It's the only reason. The only reason you love doing this so much, you know, mm-hmm. is is because you love it. You actually enjoy it. Um, you enjoy the technology. You enjoy the 
the, the process behind it. So it's same thing with marketing or anything else you do. If you if you if you do it because you're really into it and you want to do it, um, it makes it makes doing it easier, which also makes it come out that much better. I feel like the product itself ends up being better no matter what it is. It's, it just will be better um, because because you your heart's in it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's really um, I think you know no matter what it is. So you know whether you know TikTok. I mean, my heart's not in TikTok. I do get a kick out of yeah. TikTok, but I do enjoy doing it and making them because for me it's less serious marketing a lot of Mm -hmm. our stuff is very professional and stuff and i feel like you know we're in an industry where it probably should be for the most part um but you know tiktok we can be professional but also be funny because it's just a copycat app right so they're just looking for you to basically copy what other people are doing and and kind of do it in your own style so it's a lot of fun well like like that it brings back to transparency people appreciate there being a face to a company yeah. and not being some big corporate company where you can't really relate to people. Right. That's, that's why people like certain movies better than others. Right. Uh, and it's, it's, it's big. It's and a lot of companies, especially that I've seen and I, you know, sometimes worked at, it's like you, you're looking, they're like not doing certain things right. and, and it, and you don't get instantaneous response. Correct. It's not going to happen. It right. takes years sure. to build that. A hundred percent. And, they just expect it to happen. Right. I think that's part of it too. I think you get a little discouraged, you know, um, it's funny, you know, cause I, I do have other people in, our, in my business and like, you know, well, you know, how, how come you're always so busy doing this or doing that or doing this? And I'm like, I, because that's what I, that's what I do. I'm like, I, I, I manifested it. I made it happen. Like, you know, I, this is what I want to do. I, I, I found ways to inject, inject myself into air, into areas where I needed to be to make sure that I was successful. So that's why it's not, yeah. it's not by mistake. It's not, it's not by accident. It's not because I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Um, although all those things probably help, but you know, at the same time, you know, it's all about just work. I mean, <laughs> I joke with my buddy all the time on the phone We and he's, he'll laugh if he sees this, but he's like, I'm going to make sure that gets put on your headstone because <laughs> I say it to him all the time. I'm like, you know what the secret is work. Yeah. The end. There's no other secret. There's no other magic. You do the work. If you're invested, it'll make it work. Everything will happen for you. Yeah. So that's the end. There's no, again, there's no magic pill. There's no, it's not going to just, you're not going to throw one YouTube video up and all of a sudden, boom, you're, you're like, you know, YouTube famous. It's not, that's not how this works. Yeah. Some people, some people get lucky, right? Backpack kid, right? I Came out know. of nowhere, I right? I don't know who that is. You don't know who he is? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I have you got to look him up. He's the one that did that. What, what's the, um, what's the, the floss? The, flo- oh, the yeah. floss, you know what yeah. flossing is? Yeah. So he he's the one that like kind of made that okay. famous. You got to go watch it. Yeah. But, like literally one YouTube video, and boom, that was it. Off he went. Yeah, that's like I like this guy, the hacksmith. So he he does a bunch of engineering projects. Like yep. he he's building the Mandalorian armor and jetpack and stuff like that. Nice, it's awesome. He's been doing. He's been around for years, and he's he's an engineer. Like he has a manufacturing shop with yep. 3d printers yep. cnc machines plasma cutters everything nice and he doesn't even have a degree in engineering and it's awesome uh because the guy is running a very successful business and his logo is like stark industries <laughs> nice. but it's hacksmith Industries. that's awesome it's literally like my dream yeah like that <laughs> like how he he collaborates with different yeah. companies and projects and stuff like that that's where i sort of got have the you reached out to him no he's in canada so and uh, yeah. you can't go to Canada? No, I'm not. I mean, we can't right now, right? <laughs> but, you should reach out to him. That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, I don't know because they've got like millions of uh, subscribers. You can get you can get through so. them. Maybe I'll try because it's weird, but because he he does all this cool projects, but I don't know if he does like prototyping. Yeah. And I I think that he would uh, advertise that, that in his sense. videos, yeah, but yeah. he but he doesn't. Which is weird because there's a massive, like, billion-dollar industry of right. prototyping. Right. More than that. Yeah. I mean, 3D print. Imagine the, yeah, the, the implication or the uh, the um, applications, that, you know, for for all pro- across every platform there is. Like, yeah. You, you can do all sorts of stuff with it. Especially that. cosplay. That's, like, right. a big part of his channel. Right. Building a Mandalorian. Now, you know how many rich nerds would... <laughs> Would pay for that outfit? Yeah. Oh my God! If he me? manufactured that yeah. thing, he could get ten thousand dollars for one oh, of those. I, no doubt. Especially the ones he uses in his video. Right. Like he could sell those and make a lot of money. That's you know with that. But yeah. I don't know why he doesn't do it. Yeah. But he creates really cool content. Oh, talking about nerd stuff. Did you see the lightsaber that Disney just released? No. I mean, I'm a Star Wars guy, so no, I haven't seen it yet though. Okay, so it's it's a light. It's a looks like a real lightsaber. Yep. You press a button and literally a blade 
comes out with an LED in it. No. And it's like it's not like not like those little plastic right, ones that you right, fling right, out. Right. You literally press a button and it goes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I I'm when sure, I, I'm sure we'll own a few of those at my house. <laughs> I bet you they're gonna be. They're not gonna come out till next year. Yeah. Um, or it'll be all the money. Yeah. yeah it'll probably be like 500 bucks, but <laughs> I will drop $500 on that. You know, that's it's awesome. It's one of those things <laughs> that's, that's like Disney is, I I'm like, Disney is a weird company. Cause I, I hate to love them. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, uh, when, you know, in, in all disclosure, my, my wife and I are Disney people. So we, we love Disney. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I mean, I don't know if it's because you just go there and you feel like you're a kid or whatever, but we, we, every Disney movie there is all my kids are Disney kids. Like yeah. just, it's, you know, we spent my daughter's first birthday. Like she cared. She wasn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down at, down at Disney. Yeah. You know? That was our reason for going. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. That's well, I, I'm not a big fan of the, like the new star Wars yeah. seven, eight, nine. I mean, I think for me, it's more like, I agree. I listen, no, you can't be, you know, four five or six. You just can't. So, Even one, two and three. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I go, okay. That's a great, that's a great point because, you know, I think both, both people will go both ways on that too, because yeah. it was, um, you know, I think they really stretched on one, you know, they yeah. really tried hard to like, you know, make it something different. When yeah. I don't think the original people wanted that so much. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, again, I enjoyed all of them. Like Darth Maul, like that was, oh. He was incredible. Yeah. Black. So I, and again, I, I, with Jar Jar Binks. Duel of the Fates. That's what I remember. Like yeah. Jar Jar Binks, like he's, like people focus so much on him, but there's so much, like world building, like yeah. th- that, those Agreed. three movies. Yeah. And I mean, that's a thing. I liked those movies uh, because they, they built so much in terms of world building and plot. Yeah. And it was new. Right. Seven, eight, and nine are just copy and paste with a with a lead character who gets nothing like nothing yeah. happens to her. Yeah. Like if you want to look at a greatly written female character, Wonder Woman, awesome movie. Yeah. yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. Like they did a really good job of it. I loved it. Yeah. Even even nineteen eighty four, the newer one, I liked it. I People, didn't watch it. I didn't, and I love my superheroes. I'm yeah. super geek too, but no, I didn't, yeah. I didn't watch it. I I really enjoyed the first one. I did. I thought they did an awesome job with it. You know, it was great because you know that's one of the other things like Spider Man, right? The backstory's yeah. been doing done like seven hundred times, all yeah. sorts of different ways. And um and I and I honestly think a lot of them are a lot of them are good. You know, I yeah. don't think any of them are better or worse. You know, I think you know it depends on what you're looking for. The hard part is just you know taking something that was that was done so long ago um, at such extent uh, through comic or whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, cartoons, things like that. And then bringing it to like life like that. It's just hard. You know, it's hard to like create something that's going to stick. And then obviously the biggest thing, what they look for is how, how far can they stretch it? Right. Mm -hmm. How long can they make it go? Um, And so I think that's why Spider-Man, like they always keep running into like the roadblocks because there's there's only so much to the story. Yeah. Um, You know, Superman, there's different worlds. There's different. I love that. Right, so they, they could yeah. do, they could go a lot of places with that, you know. But the um, Schneider cut, did you see that? Yeah, oh, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, it was very good. I thought it was better than anything Marvel has put out. Yeah, you know, I, you know, it's hard because I do, I, I love the reason why I like Marvel so much, or why I like the Avengers stuff so much, is because the Avengers was a very broad and not as super popular as the others, right? So like, it was popular. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like every, you know. We all know the characters, but, you know, but I think there was just, there was so, there's so many ways, so many characters, so many people they could work with on, on that, and that, 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 those movies that it made mm-hmm. it easier to and not be, uh, not, not look like it's nostalgic or whatever. I mean, they could really kind of just expand on all of it. You mm-hmm. know, they could, you know, the, I, Black Panther was probably one of my favorite, you know, movies from, from that series. And I just thought it was so cool the way they created, you know, Wakanda and all that stuff. Like, I just thought that was very awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and just something I never thought was possible before. So I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of different ways you can go with it. With, with Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, like, the story is the story. Like, yeah. you know, it's been done a million times. Everybody yeah. knows what it is. It's really hard to venture out on it. But like you said, Snyder did a really good job. Yeah, I, I really, like, I... I split it up. I watched two hours and I watched another two hours, yeah, but so. I could watch it all the way through. Yeah. Like I, the only reason why I did that is because I had like I was at my house. That's a lot of time. Well, like and <laughs> and I had to come here, so like yeah. I I I watched it at my house, came here, put it on this TV, yeah, and then you know 
yeah, t- tinkered with the printers and got stuff going and and watched it. And I was like, this is especially that. Oh my god, the spoiler alert! Yeah. No, the, no, don't the, do it. I said spoiler alert. Yeah. Skip ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. The Flash. Yeah, like when he, like after they fail, and he just like has to go back in time. Yeah. Like yeah. that gave me the chills. Like yeah, I cool. watched that and I was, was like, cool. oh my god! Yeah. Like this is like nerd. Yeah. 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 Heaven. Overload. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And it was awesome. It is. But it's funny how we went from the housing market to the to, Schneider to cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Star Wars superheroes all the same. Yeah, but, it is. I no, mean, I think, you know, I get, you know, going back to the you know, world that I, you know, I live in, it's pretty interesting. It, you know, again, I think that's probably what makes it fun too, is it's always evolving, even though yeah. a mortgage is a mortgage. You know, yeah. and we've got, we've had to develop, you know, a bunch of different ways to write one based on, you know, new rules and regulations. But, um, but essentially, it's an installment loan that you pay over 300, 360 payments or 30 years. And it's kind of oh, the man. same, but the way to, um, I think what makes a difference again, the market you're dealing with, the people you're dealing with, the, the ways to get business, to grow your business, all that stuff just changes all the time. So yeah. it's fun. So I actually just thought of this. So I've heard a lot of mixed things when it came to getting a loan for a house. Sure. Um, and this is sort of for the, yeah. honestly, the top 2%, but people who have money, yeah. is it better for them to write out a check for the house? Mm. Or get a loan, yeah, for the house and just pay it off. I'm gonna disclaimer this. I'm not a financial advisor, yeah. and I don't play one okay, on TV. Okay, that's fine. No, but, but but I'm just curious to get your thoughts. Well, on the that. reality is this. I mean, you know, it depends. It really depends on on the person, yeah, um, and and what their portfolio looks like as far as in other investments and where that money is. Um, you know, so really the the it, so if you're gonna here's the best way to look at it, right? If you're paying a debt at three percent, it's the same as saving money at three percent. Okay, so if so rather than pay a debt for 3%, you can keep that money in the bank and not spend the 3%, right? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you look at it from that simplistic perspective, um, if somebody, so if you can't make more than 3% on your money right now, go to your Deutschland, right? I mean, if you can't make more than 3% on your money right now, and you're not trying very hard, you yeah. know, you can make, if you have that much money, you can make money on it. You, you, you know, even if you're, even if it's as simple as your 401k, you know, if you, if, if you have a company and, and you know, you participate in a 401k, um, and they match you 2%, you know? Um, well, there, there's 2% on top of whatever interest you gain. You are, you, money automatically gets 2% as soon as you put it in. Because they're going to match it anyway. Mm-hmm. So you already picked up 2 You can't make another 1% on that money over time? You probably can. So reality is it usually doesn't make sense to pay down, to put all a bunch of money down on the mortgage if you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, it makes more sense to keep your money and play with it otherwise. But again, yeah. it's a very simple, and it's a very, you know, it's a very safe investment, right? So, you know, it's... It's, it is, it is, you know, it's 3%. So it's not like, you know, you're not looking for a lot. So, yeah. you, you know, at some point we might get to CDs that are on that number. So, you know, yeah. but uh, we used to be a long time ago when interest was actually being paid on mortgages, but uh, that's going to be a while. But at the same time, I just think that's the, that's the answer. There's no real answer. It just depends on what your overall portfolio looks like. And can you make more than 3% on the money elsewhere? Most likely you can pick make probably closer to six, seven, eight percent if you really, even if you just do some basic things. So it makes more sense usually to just invest your money. Yeah, I had seen a couple different opinions on that because you 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 hear like somebody look at like a house in Newport or Narragansett sure. and they say, "Oh, that guy probably paid for that house in hundred dollar bills." Yeah, but I'm like, really? Like they probably just got. They may or may not. Yeah, have. I mean, like we'll take for instance Taylor Swift. She paid cash for her house in in, in Watch Hill when she bought yeah. it. Yeah, um, but that's because she has billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. You know, she has hundreds of billions. She's, she's a got, billionaire. Uh, I don't know, maybe not, but no. she's close. She's yeah. uh, she's up there. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't. If you took her overall net worth, I would say she's probably close. Wow. Um, not but, a fan, though. But, but <laughs> I'm not either, really. Yeah. But I mean, I you know, I, I'm a fan of her as yeah. a, as an individual and an entrepreneur. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a huge pop fan of music. No, but, no. You know, but, pop, it yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. My, <laughs> now that song, my is, kids are so that that song is going to be stuck in your head for the rest yes, of the day. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, you're welcome. I'll have to listen to something else on the way up to my my uh, golf that I'm up. Listen to, play. to the Knowledge is Power podcast. There you go. That's right. Yes. I listen to a bunch of them already. They're really yeah. good. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, no, I'll tell you that uh, you know it, it really it, it just depends. You know, it, it, there's no there's no easy answer. Sometimes financing properties that are that expensive can be very very complicated. And so you know maybe what they did was they paid cash, but they actually took that cash as a loan against one of their investments, mm-hmm. and they're just paying it back to themselves basically, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that might be something they did. There's lots of different ways to do it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, because I don't know. Like I 
like scrolling through social media, I see a bunch of these, right. you know, people who think well, they know everything about. Right. Well, you see, like, I mean, I, the most common one I see, honestly, and I see it on TikTok a lot. Actually, it's yeah. funny. Is people guy the guy talking? The guy's talking about compound interest, and um, and is that, that, that th- bulky guy got a deep voice. Not the one I see. The one I see is actually a smaller guy. He's definitely a golfer. He's always in golf clothes. So, um, but uh, of some, you know, but he, he's, he, this is what he talks about. He's like, you know, he talks about it. Well, you can, if you put 20% down on a property, um, you know, and this is how the, this is how the money plays out based on what you put down. If you only put 3% or 5% down, which is what you normally have to put down as a first time home buyer, um, you took that other 15% and you put in some compound interest stuff, you, you know, you'll end up with probably a million or a million and a half more in net worth by the time you're done because of the money, the, the, the amount of money you made on that other 20% you should have put down. So there's a lot of, again, you're, you're, you know, the best answer is to just, you know, work with a financial advisor and talk it through and figure out what's going to be best for you. Um, because there's no one answer, you know, yeah. it's, it's about what your risk is back to what we talked about with the budget. It's the same, you know, it's going to be, what is what is your risk threshold? What are you looking for and what makes sense for you? Yeah. Um, but most of the time, any investor that, you know, sees a younger person trying to buy a house, when you go to buy your first house, you know, you're going to want, you're most likely going to want to put as little down as you can so you can keep your other money and invest it. Yeah. Well, luckily, luckily I'll probably be buying one in New Hampshire and, um, I'll definitely go through you. (laughs) (laughs) Matt's not licensed up there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll talk to him first. I haven't talked to him a couple of months, but, um, we got to go golfing with him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've been working on my handicap. All right. Good. I'm like a 17 now. All right. Yeah. I shot an 88. You excited or what? Yeah. Breaking 90 is a big deal. Yeah. And it probably won't happen again this year, but I did it. I, well, I went, um, oh, it was funny because I went with, um, Frank and Scott and Steve Pertucci, but they went in front of me and then I brought a couple of my friends. Yeah. But, uh, I was like one of those days where I was just playing. I didn't really think about the game because I was talking to my friend Yeah, and I look at my scorecard and I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, look what I did. (laughs) Yeah, it's you know, and it's funny if you when you play with uh, with those guys, you know, Stephen Frank. It's like you know, it's fun because oh yeah, they're good golfers and and uh, and they they love the game, which I think is again because I I didn't I was never a golfer, you know, like I was a 28 handicap, you know, 70 years ago, and um and so you know, and now I'm a six, seven, or eight, or whatever, six. I think I'm a wow. And I, and, but it's, well, it was mostly cause I had to be better than my son. I couldn't let him beat me. <laughs> Although he took that over anyway. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it was really just, you know, it, it was also as I just didn't want to be bad at it anymore. I don't want to be any better than I am now. Actually, yeah. I'm no good to anybody in a tournament at any handicap. Cause that's really hard to, to mat, to, to meet or to be as good as all the time. Um, especially since I don't practice all that much, yeah, you know, yeah. so not anymore. Um, so but anyway, yeah, so, uh, you know, it, I think it's really just one of those things. I really started to enjoy it. I started to love it, and so that's why I got better at it. Same with mm-hmm. marketing or anything else, you know. If you if you really enjoy doing what you're doing, it'll be easier. Yeah. Yeah, and golf, it's good to be good at golf because then if you go with a client, you can right. bet, like, business on Right. It. So yeah. you could potentially get some good business it, out of golf. Well, it brings you in the room, I think. <laughs> you know, I, what, I told, what I told Sawyer, my 13-year-old, when he started playing, as I said, you know, if you ever want to be – in any room if you're a good golfer they're going to invite you because yeah. you know you're like they want you to come and show off you know and then you're, you're you'll be introduced to people that way you just it's just it's a big intro it's an easy introduction once you once you really put the time into yeah. it so um it, it's always going to be a business builder for you the more things you get involved with the better for sure and it's like and i'm coaching a baseball team and i coached it because i love baseball right but it's also a good thing to meet more people it's great network. you know you yeah. never know who you're going to run across yeah. Yeah, I ran. I you know I I coached uh, uh, I coached wrestling. I wrestled in high school and college. I coached wrestling at uh, Warwick uh, Warwick Police Athletic League's program um, with a bunch of buddies. My son wanted to get into wrestling, and I was like, "Oh, are you sure?" And he's like, "Yep." Yeah. So I said, "Okay." So I went on there, and of course, one of the guys was a graduate from Rhode Island College. He's like, "You're coaching." I'm like, "Okay." So, um, <laughs> so I ended up coaching, and uh, I was a head coach for a little bit. But you know, it was great. I mean, just met so many awesome people. Um, you know, just these are people like like BNI. Like these are people that I wouldn't come across every day unless I was coaching the kid in wrestling, or mm-hmm. I was in a room with them every week, <laughs> networking with them, yeah. that kind of thing. You know, and it is. It's wonderful, and it, and and. Well, yes, it helps your business. I think it grows you personally better, oh, yeah. even more so. And I just think that's it's, the, biggest that's the best part. Yeah, that's the biggest reason why I'm staying with yeah. DNI, especially now, um, is because, uh, like, I I'm, I feel like I'm progressing as a business and moving toward prototyping a lot more than yeah. I am promotional stuff. But Good. I still want to push it. Sure. Um, but 
prototyping the connect is, the connections will still it, be great for you and you know? the things you learn yeah like and the people that you can then you know you're going to meet people and they're going to be like oh you know they're going to be like well i need an architect and we're like oh i know this guy frank he's amazing yeah. you know what i mean that kind of thing is it's so powerful because then people are going to start being like oh they're going to think of you for that but then also going to think about for you for what you actually do too so yeah yeah it's, it's definitely an interesting group and i'm glad that i got introduced to that yeah. you know sherry curran got me and <laughs> got me yeah she's the queen of networking yes yeah. <laughs> she's the, amazing and uh I, i'm actually having joe Vili. is that how you pronounce his last name yep, joe yeah Vili. he's coming on uh next week he's so get ready he's yeah. amazing yeah i mean i've talked to him a few times i think the biggest thing we're gonna have to get over is that he's a yankees fan and i'm a red sox yeah fan, so. yeah well you know well, never mind you don't have to do him now he's uh, <laughs> yeah he's uh, he's just one of the coolest guys like I mean, talk about life experience. You yeah. can you you can might want to extend that podcast a little more than an hour for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's and as he said his forty third anniversary this week. Yep, him and uh, yep. So it's crazy. Yeah, he's he's just he's yeah. awesome. You're gonna love him. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, and I actually the guy I work for knows him. Uh, oh, good. So he knew him when he was a that's kid. That's not gonna so. be su- that's not surprising. Everybody knows him pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, he's you know he was obviously a political fi- figure down here for a while. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he'll, you know, look him up. He'll he'll, he'll read about. It. But he was you know involved with the town in, in South Kingstown very much for a long, long time. Well, I know he owned. Um, he owned yeah, he owned the, the Lincoln, rental place. Yep. Lincoln Rentals, yep. right? Yeah. Are they still in business or did I, he sell? You know, I don't know. I I know that he 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 sold out of it, but I don't know if he closed it down. I don't honestly, oh. that's terrible. I don't know that, but um, yeah, he ran that business for a long time, yeah, yeah. And well, it was obviously that got him involved with a lot of things, but yeah, um, but then obviously that's what got him into politics, too. And he, but he's just again, you know, if you had if you needed to have somebody on your side that just knows a whole bunch of everything, he's the guy, yeah, he's like Larry Fish, right? Yeah, same Larry. person. He same said person. he'd come on. Is he back from Florida yet? I don't think so. I think he comes back this week, okay, but yeah, he's like, I mean, Larry's just, I mean, God, I mean. And when you meet people and, and, you know, he's, again, just what we talked about, like just always looking to help everybody else, yeah. um, you know, in the same time, obviously he's a smart businessman, but he, he, everything comes from the heart with him. So if he tells you something, it's probably a hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cause I'm excited to talk to him. Yeah. About he's it. phenomenal. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I know him, but I haven't really talked to him just yeah. from the first Friday coffees. Yeah. I see him. Yeah. Those, you, so. You'll really enjoy it. It's a great conversation. And Phyllis's wife is just awesome, and his kids are great, and you, you know they're great people. Yeah, who's that? Who's that? Larry or Joe? Larry, I'm talking. Okay, about. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Oh, yeah. Are oh, you talking about the first Friday yeah. coffee? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and his wife actually works at the the chamber as well. Yeah, she, I talked to her yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's sweetheart. Yeah, she's great. Um, but yeah, so I guess one of the 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 last questions I wanted to ask you, yeah, is the big kicker is, um, if you wanted to be remembered for one thing or one quote or one piece of advice, yeah. What would that be? So, um, you know, I'll tell you this, right? When I was when I was a kid, um, when I was very really young, my my mom and dad gave me a book, um, and it was called The Giving Tree. You know, The Giving Tree from Shel Silverstein. You don't have to. Yes, Shel Silverstein. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I know. So Chelsea. yeah, so he obviously wrote lots of books. You know, where the sidewalk ends and all, you know all that stuff. That's the one I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the most popular. Yeah. Um, but he wrote this book called The Giving Tree, and The Giving Tree was all about this boy in the tree. A tree was, you know. Okay technically a living thing, you know, person that like, would talk to the, talk to the boy and so forth. And the tree, every time, every time the boy would come to the tree, the tree would give him something like a leaf or cut down my limb so he can build a house or, you know, like, and at the end of the day, uh, and finally the, you know, the kid comes back and he's an old man and he's sitting there and he's like, you know, I just need a place to rest. He's like, well, sit here on my stump. Right. The whole point of the story is that, um, that he, that, the tree just kept giving and giving and giving and, you know, in, in, in giving, he received the love that he wanted, right. Or the love that he, you know, he needed because he felt good about giving. Right. So that's what I want to be known for. Anytime somebody comes to me for something, I'm happy to do it. You know, whether I've known you forever, uh, haven't known you forever, whatever, if you're a person and you want to come to me for something, come to me for some, some advice or some help, I'm there. Like I, you know, I'm most likely going to help you even if you've tried to, you know, do me wrong at some point or whatever. Like I, I just don't hold grudges. I don't think that way. I'm happy to help you anytime. So that's what I want to be known for. Cool. That's great. And that's a, I got to see if I can get into that book again. I know it's a kid's book, but it's great. It's, it's a great book. And you know, my parents actually wrote inside it, you know, that we think of you all the time. This was when I was like seven or eight, wow. you know, a young kid. And, uh, they think of you all the time, every time we read this or, you know, when, and they, they, it's really cool. I still have it. My dog chewed on it one more point, but I still have oh, the book. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a definitely a dog over a cat person, but 
Um, yeah, we're dog lovers too. Yeah. But yeah, kind of, yeah. Alrighty. Cool. Well, this has been a great conversation yeah. and I really appreciate you putting time aside to talk to me today. I appreciate you um, inviting me, buddy. This is awesome. Yeah. But, and before uh, we go, I just wanted to read a little something that you put on Facebook the other day. Sure. Just to, just to, so people know how great of a person you Thank really you. are. Um, so Jeremy put this on Facebook and since it's on Facebook, I figured it'd be it's, okay. it's, yeah, it's all right. He said, game. and it's a little bit long, but he said the past 12 to 15 months have, has taught us all many things. Hopefully it's taught you the old cliche that tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. It's true. There is no way any of us uh, could have predicted what happened last year and how it has and will continue to impact our lives going forward. It is tough and it made every, and, and made even tougher by the division that seems to grow in this country every day. My family, as with many families, has been deeply impacted by this unfortunate set of circumstances, and all I can say is that anger and division is not the answer. Love, compassion, and compassion and understanding is. And if you and I don't agree on politics, sports teams, family values, religion, etc., so be it. I'm always happy to discuss it, but not to the point where I think less of anyone or let it affect my relationship with you. Be kind to people. Don't buy into the propaganda fed to us by politicians, media outlets, etc. If we are all do our part and accept each other for who we are, this would be uh, a little bit easier. That is awesome. Yeah, it's true. And I don't think you could have summed it up any better. And I want—I definitely wanted to read that. I was going to read it in the beginning, but I just wanted people to know how great you are. And um, it's awesome. Thanks, buddy. I really so, appreciate it. Get a mortgage to this guy, support him, and... And be kind to each other. Yes, exactly. So thanks, everybody, and I will catch you in the next one. Awesome. Thanks, bud.